Hello, this is Tom Williams, and you are listening to Talk Theater in Chicago's Interview Podcast. Our guest this week is Lisa Wolf, who is a theater person and someone who I've gotten to know. I see at all the shows, and she has a special background that I think a lot of you are going to find very interesting. Hello, Lisa. Hi, Tom. Nice to talk with you today. Great. Thank you. Tell us what you're doing. I know you're working uh, with uh, Hollywood 360 which is a radio program that I did uh, some reviews for back last year. So tell us what your involvement is with that. Well, sure. Um, That's where this all started. Hollywood 360 is an entertainment show on WIND, which is AM 560. And this is on Saturday evenings. Uh, It's a five-hour live show. Oh, you're now five hours. Five hours, 8 p.m. to 1 a.m., all live. So it's uh, me, Lisa Wolf, and my co-host, Carl Amari, who started this show. This is his brainchild. And this is a showcase for everything Hollywood. We play classic radio shows and we do interviews with actors, directors, producers, giving, you know, the inside scoop on what's happening here. We've got a film expert. And personally, I not only do the theater aspect, but also the television aspect, uh, what's coming up on DVD, and we do Hollywood trivia as well. Wow. Right. So this is a, a tall order. Yeah. And so I didn't know you do, uh, you're doing television too. Huh? I do. It's, it's, um, I do. I do what's coming up on television and you know, similar to what I do in the theater, I talk about, you know, my picks for the week and what I think is worth watching and why. Oh, that's terrific. Right. Um, but your, your specialty for theater though is our, our interviews with, with top people. Tell us about that and some of the people you've been interviewing. Well, I have to say my favorite part of this whole job, if you can call it a job, is definitely the interviews and getting out there and, and showing up at the theaters and meeting all these terrific people and getting a real taste for what to expect from the show. Normally, the interviews happen before I have the benefit of actually seeing the show so that we can get the word out and, and support you know the theater and the show. And so it takes a whole lot of you know, research and background in order to get to that place where I can speak intelligently about a show, um, certainly having not seen the show yet. Yeah, so, I know. I've done I've done that in a number of, of these podcast interviews. Right. And that is tough. You're right. Because although you're bulletproof in the sense that, that the person you interview, it's up to them to, you know, to say what the show is about. But you have to do your homework. And uh, that absolutely. can be tough. Absolutely. Yeah. And ask the right questions and kind of delve deep enough that it makes for an interesting interview. The last, the last interview that I did was with Ernie Banks, so a little off the beaten path of entertainment. Interesting, world, but still. Did you know uh, who Ernie was before? I'm sorry. What? Did you know who Ernie Banks was before you did the started your research? Well, I knew he was Mr. Cub. Okay. But I have to tell you, I'm not a big sports fanatic, so. That that took a little bit of time um, and research and definitely an interesting interview. But right before that, I had an amazing opportunity to talk to Lori Metcalf over at Steppenwolf about her show Detroit that's going on right now. Um, I spoke with Sutton Foster, who is performing right now an evening with Sutton Foster over at the Broadway Playhouse. And I spoke to Constantine Maroulis, who is starring in Rock of Ages, another Broadway and Chicago show that is currently running now as well. So um, that's a, a big part of what I am so lucky to do is is talk to the people, um, not only about their shows, but about the past and their journey 
and a little bit of insight that kind of brings you closer to the show before you have the opportunity to see it. And I think you can look at a show with different eyes once you have, you know, heard about some of the maybe the, you know, issues that have happened during the rehearsal process, some of the changes that have taken place, you know, how it comes about and how it ended up where it is at that place. Let me ask you this, uh, and I think I know the answer, but obviously I have to ask the question. Uh, after you, you've done a lot of these uh, interviews, and I've, you've told me you've done over 40 of these now since you've been doing this? I have, in the last year. Wow, that's 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 pretty strong. It is. Uh, and then you go see most of the shows that you've interviewed. I, I, I try to see every yeah. show that I have an interview yeah, and, with. and then you see others. Do you find that your interviews get better because you've seen more theater and more shows not even if you are doing another interview with someone whose show you haven't seen because you, you're starting to see a lot of theater has that changed your point of view for sure without a doubt um, you know you get you get better not only do you get better at the interview process you know which is actually more difficult than it looks like but you would know that <laughs> but you learn a little bit more about the theater process of course my background is an actor so I look at everything from the actor's perspective, oh, from the director's perspective. Okay. So you have an actor's background. So tell us a little about that. Sure. Well, you know, that's kind of where it all started. I was always acting in high school. And when it was time to go to college, I felt that, you know, I really needed a career and I needed to make money. And while acting was a great hobby, um, I needed to find, you know, a more... Uh, sturdy path. And so I um, actually majored in psychology and uh, but continued to act in theater department at Tulane, Tulane University in New Orleans uh, for four years. And uh, then I really wasn't done, so I got a graduate degree. I went to a business school at University of Illinois where I majored in advertising, got a master's degree actually in advertising. I didn't know they offer that. That's interesting. Interesting, right? So I worked at Day Walter Thompson, and I was, you know, deeply involved in the business world uh, with craft, as a matter of fact, uh, but still doing some acting on the side. <laughs> Never, you know, quite gave up the passion. Um, continued on for another master's degree, again, having nothing to do with theater, um, but in education at University of Illinois one more time. I'm a reading teacher as well. While I was teaching reading, I was given an opportunity, actually just a job literally fell in my lap from doing some shows that I was doing on the side. Um, a professional children's theater was opening up, and I was offered a regular one-year job. And so I took that job. I left, <laughs> left my career and um, started acting, and I stayed at this particular company for 14 years. So... Um, I clearly have the uh, the background acting improvisational theater, you know, perspective on the whole thing. Are you still uh, interested in acting? Are you, you still want I, it? Would you take a role if you got offered one? Well, you know, that's the other side of me. You know, the one side is the radio co-host, and the other side is the girl who has an agent who goes on auditions as much as possible. And I continue to, you know, work on some TV. Uh, things and some print ads and some commercials I'm you know here and there and everywhere so I'm the struggling actor as well so so you obviously have a, a real empathy for the struggling actor that's a perfect word for it absolutely and you know just just even last night I know where I saw you at writer's theater and we saw the show she loves me and oh. it's this intimate theater space but you know yet at the bows and 
you know, there I am in the second row. When I see the hands go up and I see the smiles and the eyes twinkling on the stage, I feel that I feel what they have inside. I feel that passion and I feel the empathy. And um, it just makes me, you know, not only understand the process, but really, really, really support theater here in Chicago. Wasn't that a terrific production? It was a terrific show. And I'll tell you something, Chicago has some of the best actors I have ever seen. And if nothing else, um, if doing theater, you know, recommendations allows people more and more opportunity and choices for theater, I'm hoping that I can encourage that here because we have so many amazing shows to see that I can't see them all. (laughs) And you know that. I'm one of the few crazies who tries to see them all. And I don't see them all, but I, you know, I I see enough. But uh, that's great that you have that that empathy. And and, uh, uh, it, it would be better if more people who promote theater. And let me ask you this. Do you consider yourself a reporter, a reviewer, a critic, or what? Um, I guess a little bit of all of those. Um, I'm here to report on the shows. I'm here to recommend the shows. I'm here to support the shows. But at the same time, I don't think I would be completely honest if that's all I did. So, you know, as this journey continues, I, you know, have to be able to, you know, have clear choices and clear ideas on what I think works and what I think doesn't. So, you know, in reporting on the shows and in reviewing the shows, of course, you're critiquing the shows. Um, so I would have to say I'm a little bit of all of those things and clearly a supporter of the shows, which doesn't mean that I like every show I see, and it doesn't mean I agree with every choice a director and actor may make on every show. But I feel that if the show is, you know, provokes some thought and some conversation and makes you talk about it and think about it, then even if you didn't necessarily love everything about the show, it did something, and it changed you, and that is what is so magical, really, about live theater. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. So let me ask you this. Uh, w- when I was doing some of the, the reviews for uh, for Carl's show way back, yes. uh, I had the, the luxury of selecting the two or three shows. Sometimes it was one, but usually it's two or three shows to promote, and I chose always to take a show that I liked. I figured that if, if we're going to, you know, be around uh, promoting theater, uh, and I'm not talking about all the shows, that I select the ones that I think are stage-worthy and that people would like. Yet, when I review, if I see a show, I owe a review, and if it's bad, I have to not recommend it. So I have a little flexibility. Do you have something similar with the radio show? Completely that. I have um, complete flexibility. I see as many shows as I can during the week. Um, some weeks that might be one, and some weeks, like this week, it might be five. <laughs> um, Good for you, yeah, making your trooper. It's, right, it's a big, it's a big week, you know, with yeah. all the new seasons uh, beginning now. But I don't have necessarily the time to talk about five shows, nor do our listeners want to hear everything about five shows. So again, the shows I see are all up to me. And again, you know, for personal purposes, I like to pick and choose the shows that I think would be not only the ones that I would enjoy, because I do tend to like uh, good, nitty-gritty, dysfunctional family-type dramas. Yeah, we've debated those. Yeah, you do. I guess it's because you you come from a good, solid family. Maybe. Um, Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Parts, maybe. But I do appreciate that complete dysfunction, I have to say. But I also like to choose things that I think will be noteworthy for our listeners. And one thing that I like to do is we do give away a lot of tickets 
um, on, on our radio show. And every time I give away tickets, I ask to please call in or email me and let us know what you thought of the show because this will be a time that I'll have an interview and we'll talk about a show and then after I see it, I'll, you know, come back to that show and discuss it and I'll say, look, if you've had the opportunity to see the show or we've given you tickets and you've, you know, had that chance to see the show, I would be so thrilled if you would come back and, and talk with me about it. And absolutely, people call in to the radio station while I'm there asking for me to let me know that they love that show or they didn't love that show oh, or what good. they felt about that show. And I really do appreciate that feedback because, as you well know, I'm one opinion. I definitely have opinions, but I know that I'm one opinion. And now and then, you know, I, I'm open to other opinions, <laughs> even ones that don't agree with me. Well, sure. Yeah, well, you, everybody has the right to be wrong sometimes. Right, right? even even <laughs> even you and me now and then. <laughs> yeah, okay, but that's what makes the world go round. We, we as as reviewers, and I do consider you you uh, a, definitely a reviewer and a promoter of theater, and uh, uh, because and you have a nice audience. I understand the radio show is starting to really take off. The radio show has been a really great platform. I have to tell you, I started out there as nothing. Um, I started out there bringing dinner and making coffee, which is kind of ironic because I don't know how to make coffee, and that's true. <laughs> no idea. So when I was there, it was just water, and if you wanted coffee, I'd probably have to go to the Dunkin' Donuts down the road and pick it up. So this, this has been an opportunity that I have clearly built for myself um, and started out, like I said, just being an intern and helping out. And then, you know, I started filling in for people as they couldn't be there and then started, you know, finding my own way and making contacts. And then I was offered a job, you know, post that. So definitely not something that was handed to me without the work um, that I had to put in to get to this place. Well, you had a good mentor with uh, with Carl Amari. He's he's a real pro. He's a real pro. And I'll tell you, you know, you are one of my theater mentors, without a doubt. And it's all, you know, the people that you talk to and the people that you network. And, you know, you have definitely been a big part of my growth in the theater aspect of the show, without a doubt. Well, I keep getting you crazy by telling you, you got to see this, you got to see that. Yeah, I know. But who listens to you anyways? But (laughs) See, I forget, though, that you have a family. You know, you have a husband, you got kids. Right. You know, you got a few other responsibilities. Me, I'm a nomad. I can go every every night. (laughs) Well, we have a lot of other aspects to the show. You know, the theater's Mm -hmm. one aspect. And... You know, like I said, we've got, uh, I've got a segment called TV on the radio. And one of my other favorite segments with second to celebrity interviews is our Hollywood trivia segment. And that is a segment that we generally give away tickets to see shows. I just gave away tickets for Lion King and the week before that, Rock of Ages. Um, we did Victory Garden. So we try to allow our listeners the opportunity to, you know, have conversations with me about these shows and to really look forward to shows like Broadway and Chicago shows um, that are so, you know, such a big force here in Chicago with, of course, the new opening of the Broadway Playhouse right here at Water Tower Plays. Yeah, I haven't seen that uh, yet. I understand it's it really looks pretty sharp. It's really, really sharp. It's um, very understated. It's completely different, you know, than some of the older magnificent theaters um it's a little more modernized and it was a really a beautiful forum for sutton foster and you know we have a whole season upcoming there so i'm really looking forward to that as well yeah they have a show coming up on early uh a new show that's coming in october that i'm looking forward to so that should be cool all right well tell us now 
you were you were excited when we spoke the other day about your new website. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, I will have a website. It's um, definitely under construction. will take some time. It will be called uh, LisaWolfOnLocation.com. And so the reason for that is when I go to my uh, my uh, interviews, I always say this is Lisa on Location from Hollywood 360, but Lisa on Location was already taken. So we're going with Lisa Wolf on Location. And this will be an opportunity to take all of these amazing interviews that I have done and all these amazing people that I have met throughout the last year and have the opportunity to re-listen and to revisit and to hear them and to go back, you know, through these kind of things. So I really am thrilled to have the opportunity to go back to some of the interviews that I had done, you know, over the last year and be able to um, to hear them and to focus on them and to, you know, see them at a later time. In addition to some of the other things I do um, as an actor, I do some other, you know, voice work and it's a, it's a nice way to promote my talent. Well, sure. You make, you, you put your resume on and you put samples. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we've got some uh, audio reels and video reels. And then maybe, and well, maybe I'll, I'll twist your arm and talk into writing some articles for your site too. And Maybe even doing a few uh, reviews, at least generalized stuff. Well, you probably won't have to twist too hard. Okay. No, (laughs) no, I think that would be good because um, you would be, you have such a wide spectrum and you have a large audience. So to add, you know, uh, your perspective in print, uh, you know, in in an article, even if it's just an audio, but I think the written text is good too. I think that would really add a lot to your site, but that sounds exciting. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. So I have a a great guy who's building a website for me, and I am uh, really, you know, trying to to keep up with technology. You know, you have to do it. Well, I was lucky, and I now have the oldest uh, theater reviewing website with my Chicago critic. And I originally started it because I was writing for a lot of little small publications that kept going out of business. Well, and, what did you do? And, well, and I wanted to keep seeing the show, so I put up Chicago Critic. I now have the oldest theater reviewing site on the internet in Chicago. Wow. You know, How long has it been up? Well, for? it's uh, I'm going into my finishing my ninth year, starting my tenth year. That's amazing. Well, yeah, for the internet, that sounds old. Yeah, uh, right. Exactly. But now everything is everything is blogs and interviews, and the, you know, sure. and as print goes. So you're you know you're right up with the technology. Well, I'll have the opportunity to talk about what will be going on next week with the radio show as yeah. well, um, and what you know, what kinds of things we'll be doing, what we'll be giving away, and you know who to look forward to in terms of interviews as well. Um, actually, I believe this week I'll be doing a Lion King interview, um, right. and looking forward to the uh, upcoming show, which opens uh, October first. Yeah, I'm going. You're, you're going. I of course, yeah. of course. So, well, I've only uh, seen Lion King once, and that was the opening here in Chicago, and and I was just blown away by it because it is theater, it's spectacle. Right. So we're gonna we're gonna definitely uh, take that in. Um, tell us what uh, what your future plans are, uh, like for the radio show, and maybe you know from the other ventures besides the website. I mean, you sounds like you only have like 12 things going on. Yeah, you know, it's funny when you say future. Um, you know, there's been so many twists and turns. Um, actually, my background had nothing to do with radio. Because radio is a, is a completely different animal than, than theater. And all of my background is in theater. And then I started dabbling, you know, in television um, and in print work and doing industrials and that kind of thing. And it really wasn't until I had my first audition for an audio job that I even considered radio as an option. So 
Honestly, Tom, if I told you what I was expecting in my future, I'd be making it up. <laughs> I have no idea. You know, I, I think the best thing is to be open to seeing what's coming. I really don't know. Um, the radio show is going really, really well. You know, we have over 50,000 listeners on a Saturday night. And sometimes, you know, I, I marvel at that, that, that it's so exciting that people, you know, are listening to us and they're out there. And what's going to be, you know, happening six months from now, I just hope that we move along in the right direction. Well, you guys t- took on quite a challenge because Saturday night is the toughest night to get a radio audience. Well, there seem to be plenty of people that actually appreciate, you know, staying home and, and hearing some Jack Benny. We've got, you know, some great yeah, the oldie classics stuff is and awesome. the oldie stuff. And yeah. there's a whole group of people that really appreciate. We do a whole lot of, you know, old-time trivia. And we talk about, you know, not only from movies, but from, you know, classic radio. And, and, and people seem to really grasp on this. There's not a lot of things out there like this. So this yeah. has its own particular niche. Are you getting the younger audiences who don't know the old the old time radio shows? I, I don't know. Our audiences are generally, you know, between 35 and 64, kind of that range. Okay. And when I talk to the people, you know, they're not the real young people. Um, but then again, you know, it's opened my eyes to a whole new world. I really didn't have a lot of background, you know, but on this, but you know, the more you hear it and the more you listen to it and the more you learn about it, the more you actually appreciate it. You know, like on television, I mean, we talk about classic television, we talk about the honeymooners, and we talk about, you know, things that made television what it is today, and that's the same kind of thing we do on the radio. And we have a really nice fan base and a group of listeners that really, really, you know, they call in and they email us and, and they ask questions and we follow up with them. And, you know, people who are really tied into that, and this is the only forum that we know of to do that. In addition, after Hollywood 360 ends at 1 a.m., if you can stay awake, um, we have the Twilight Zone radio dramas, which come on after that. And, you know, Twilight Zone has a huge, huge following oh, as well. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I you know, I grew up with, the, you know, watching the Twilight Zones. Um, so this has been, you know, a real exciting outlet for me. Well, that, uh... <laughs> so what's to come next month was the question. I have no idea, <laughs> but hopefully that will be, you know, open, you know, to follow that path. But you said the key is. word, as long as you're open to it and you see possibilities, all of a sudden they, they come. Right. I, I meet, we meet people, we both meet people all the time say, oh, nothing's ever going to happen with me. And that's what will happen to them because they that's don't, right. it could be in front of them. They don't see it. Well, I think it's the same way when you sit down to watch a show, Tom, and you probably think the same thing. If you walk in there that night in a bad mood, you know, in your mind somewhere else about all the crap that happened that day, and you're out not to like the show, you probably won't like the show. It will be a self-fulfilling prophecy. On the other hand, if you sit there and you just completely open your mind and go there hoping to like it, which is how I go to every single show. I am out to love this show. I sit down excited to be there, thrilled to be there, and feel lucky to be a part of this audience. And I'm hoping to like it, which doesn't mean that I do like every show, but I am on their side, you know, hoping to support this show. I agree. And and it gets harder to do that when you've seen the same show many times. It can be harder to do that. And I, I, I really try and stay away from the comparison. I realize this production is different. Right. Well, and, different actors, although that isn't much of an issue for me because this is a relatively 
noosing while I've always seen shows. I didn't always go with the same type of eye that I have right now. And I think, and I, I, we talk about the shows and I, quickly your, your, your eye is getting more discerning. Absolutely. No question. Yeah. It's, it's amazing though, isn't it? When, when all of a sudden you're looking at it from a much different point of view and yet, yet it can still, you still clap, you still laugh, you still cry at the right parts. Yeah. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Um, and I think I do that even more so than before because I generally do the research before I see the shows and we have the opportunity to read the press releases and we have the opportunity to know some of these actors from other shows that we have seen and work with these directors. And, and the more you know about the shows and the actors in the background, the more deeply connected you feel even before the show opens. Yeah, yeah, that'll that'll be fun. And one of the things that I'm going to recommend you do is uh, go to the Jeff Awards. Oh, well, I will be there. Oh, you are. Good. With you, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it'll be fun as for those few people that you ha- you don't know yet. Uh, you know, I'll introduce you because, you know, you'll find in another year or two, we're doing all these interviews, uh, you're going to go to all of the parties and uh, receptions and everyone will know who you are because you've interviewed them. That's cool. It's it's really nice. Exactly. Yeah. You you know you hope they know who you are, and and they always act like you know they know who you are, and you, oh. <laughs> you hope they do. Oh yeah. Oh, I've had them. I've had them talk to two other people, and like their friends, and then they have them tap me on and should say, "Who was that?" Yeah. Right. Exactly. As a matter of fact, I had spoken to uh, John Mahoney not too long ago uh, when he opened at Northlight in a life, and I just ran into him at Victory Gardens when we saw a guide for the perplexed and you know he came over like he was my best friend so it, it's such a it's such a nice thing to have the opportunity to talk to these people and then you know be sitting right next to them at the next show yeah I, well i had an amazing experience with uh, after interviewing uh brian dennehy about a year later when he came back to to do the shows he just did it at at uh, goodman right now, a year. How many people have interviewed him in a year? Mm-hmm. He come over and said, hello, Tom, and I almost fainted. Oh, wow. He remembered my name even. And I and he was talking to someone else, so he had no time to, like, you know, go to the press person and say, who is that guy? You know, he just came right over. Well, you hope they remember you for yeah. the right reason. Yeah. That, that, you know, because you did a great job in the interview. And well, because- <laughs> guys like Brian Denny, he, he, you say, hello, Brian, what's going on? And they're, they're good for an hour. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Isn't Most that fun? These, when you yeah. Get, yeah. Definitely. Most of these people are, are really open to talking and to, you know, letting you in on their world. And Well, you, you once know, asked me, so what's the key to doing interviews? And I said, get articulate people that have something to say. Well, everybody generally has something to say, but you hope that you can navigate them in the right direction um, so so that what they have to say you know, kind of coincides with what you're hoping to get across in the interview as well. Because sometimes people just have their own agenda. And it's yeah. great to support the shows. And, of course, that's why I do the interviews. But you hope you can get a little bit deeper than that. And you hope that you can get into their minds of, you know, what they're thinking during this scene or, or why they made that particular choice or, you know, the relationships amongst the actors even off the stage, you know, and how that affects on the stage. And, and some of the things that give you a little more insight into the show. Yeah. How true that is. Well, we're having fun, and this has been great to have you on. And uh, to give us the, it's Hollywood 360, a little commercial for your show and then sure. your website, because it will be out. Uh, these interviews, we never take them down, so they'll, 
Right. Even if it's two weeks, uh, they'll be able to see it. So. Right. We've got a Hollywood 360. It's our entertainment show, five hours live, every Saturday night, 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. on WIND, which is AM 560. And I am the co-host, Lisa Wolf, and my website, which will be up and running soon, you can check out all the interviews, will be lisawolfonlocation.com. Sounds terrific. And uh, we'll be seeing you at, at the shows, that's for sure. You bet. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today. It Really, I was very honored to have this opportunity with you. Well, thanks. And folks, go see a play this week.